everybody, I'm Jonathan Randall, and welcome to another episode of How You Like Me Now. This is episode 41. Summer is nearly over, and goddamn, it went by fast. While I'm a big fan of the fall, I am totally not looking forward to the winter, and I've actually been thinking about leaving New York City for it, so slide into my DMs and let me know where you think I should go. There is still one more Save the Garden comedy show at the Elizabeth Street Garden. It is tomorrow, Thursday, August 31st at 8 p.m. And it'll feature Matt Richards, Alex Carabagna, and the world champion himself, Judah Friedlander. It's going to be an amazing show, so I hope you all will come on out to support, of course, the Elizabeth Street Garden, live comedy, and yours truly. So I went to a barbecue place in Brooklyn over the weekend, and while the food was good, the line pissed me off so much and kind of ruined my experience. Now, I understand that there are places that are really popular and have a line, but there are also way too many places that want to have a line. And I think that forcing your customers to stand in line for your image is lame. Now, this place wasn't even packed. In fact, I would say that about three quarters of the seats in this restaurant were empty, yet there was this like hour wait and this line going around the block because not that there are so many people in this restaurant, but because of their horrible system where they have only one register when they could easily have had two. And that out of the seven people working behind the counter, it was like one guy was working his ass off nonstop while the other six people were for the most part just standing around twiddling their thumbs. Like have some consideration for the people coming to your restaurant. But this place, they wanna have a line because it looks good for the restaurant on Instagram. And so people will buy drinks while they wait online and that'll make more money for the restaurant. Both of which totally pissed me off. Now I love barbecue and New York City isn't really the place for the best barbecue. And I would say this restaurant has the best barbecue in the world, probably not even the best barbecue in New York City, but there are so few options. It's like being the hottest waitress at Denny's. Like get over yourself. Add another register and wait station. Don't make people wait so they just buy more drinks and it creates this illusion that the place is so awesome because it is a huge line. The line wasn't big because of the food. The line was big because of poor management and a total lack of consideration for the customer. I will not be back at that place and fuck places that put a priority on having a line for optics rather than the customer experience. So, it was my birthday over the weekend. Yeah, I know, it really pains me to say it because I'm way too old. I would feel a lot better about my age, but I'm totally insecure about the state of my career. I am not a big birthday guy. I'm not like, it's my birthday, everybody. Love me, spoil me. I'm like, if you know it's my birthday, you know. And if you don't know, then we really aren't close enough and I don't want to be celebrating with you. I was reluctant to even talk about the fact that it was my birthday on the podcast today. I did things that like I enjoyed. I spent my birthday mostly with myself. I went to the barbecue restaurant. I liked the food, not the line. I went to the spa and it was kind of quiet and low-key, definitely not one of my best birthdays, but far from the worst. 
My brother was supposed to come to town to celebrate with me, but he kind of bailed last minute, which was totally disappointing. I was actually out with a woman that I really liked, by the way, and she said that I should have told him more how important it was for me for him to come celebrate my birthday and put more pressure on him to do so, but I know my brother and he would have just gotten defensive if I would have did that, and I don't need to convince anyone to celebrate my birthday with me. Certainly not my brother, who I haven't seen in like three years and just moved like less than two hours away from where I live. Actions speak louder than words. Anyway, I'm grateful that I got to spend my birthday with the most important person in my life. Me. So, rainbows better not be forming in Uganda after the country adopted a new anti-gay legislation. I'm guessing they don't have the Bravo network there either. A 20-year-old has become the first person to be prosecuted for aggravated homosexuality. I'm not exactly sure what the difference is between regular homosexuality and aggravated homosexuality. The best I could guess is that the New York City parade would be considered aggravated. Don't get me wrong, I have no problem with the parade. I have no problem with being gay. But I do wish that people would put their dicks away. You can have pride without forcing everyone to see your junk which I find very aggravating. So this 20-year-old, who now may face the death penalty, which is absolutely awful, you could also get life in prison in Uganda for being gay, which is a bit ironic, considering that a lot of gay stuff happens when you're in prison, and you could get 20 years just for supporting the LGBTQ. As a response to all this, the World Bank has block, blocked new loans to Uganda and the U.S. has imposed visa restrictions and is reviewing the aid it gives Uganda. If you are gay and you had a trip to Uganda on your bucket list, you probably should take that off. I hope they change their laws. There's nothing wrong with being gay. So last week, National Security Minister and convicted terrorist supporter Itmar Ben-Gavir described Israel just as many human rights organizations have. That there is a different legal system for Israeli settlers than there is for Palestinians, which is also known as apartheid. He said, and I quote, my right, the right of my wife and my children to move around Judea and Samaria is more important than freedom of movement for the Arabs. My right to life comes before freedom of movement. Sorry, Muhammad, but that's the reality. I wonder if that makes him a self-hating Jew calling out Israel's apartheid. Definitely an extremist asshole. I feel like sorry, Muhammad should be Israel's slogan. Demolished your home? Sorry, Muhammad. Killed your family? Sorry, Muhammad. Stole your land? Sorry, Muhammad. Burned your olive grove? Sorry, Muhammad. Sadly, Palestinians rarely even get a sorry. Hell, they're lucky if the crimes against them are even acknowledged. Israel claims that the reason Palestinians have such restricted movement is because of the violence they commit. But Israeli settlers have committed over 700 instances of violence against Palestinians just this year. And their movement isn't restricted. In fact, it's backed up by the Israeli military. Ben Gavir just stated what Palestinians struggle with every day. 
a violation of their human rights for the benefits of extremist settlers in occupied West Bank. So go tell Itmar Ben-Gavir that he's an anti-Semite for saying what many before him have, that Israel is guilty of the crime of apartheid. If you're not following me on social media, please do, at Jonathan Randall, across all platforms. Also, please show me some support on my Kofi page. I would really appreciate it. I will put the link in the description, and I'm putting more and more exclusive content just on my Kofi page. Again, tomorrow, Thursday, August 31st, is the last uh, Save the Garden comedy show of the summer. I hope to see you there. It starts at 8 o'clock. My name's Jonathan Randall. How you like me now?